Bam, we're live. Good to see you, dude. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Oh, and now I can't it's hear great you. Great to see you again. Are you uh, uh, recovered from Madison? Oh yeah, can't totally. Yeah, I I think I came back more recharged than when I left. I came back so fired up. I think our introduction in Madison was perfect. Yeah, that was crazy. Hey, we have a we have a really bad delay. We do have a bad delay. Mm -hmm. Where are you? Is there is there anywhere else you could go? Uh, I'm in the police academy right now. We should have a pretty good connection. All right, all right, we'll wing it. Yeah. Hey, what happened? What happened at the um, at the games? Like, I saw you. And we met, but I hadn't, I didn't even recognize you as someone I had invited onto the show, right? Like you were already scheduled to come on this show and I saw you last week and, and I didn't even recognize you, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, this connection is so bad. I don't think we're going to be able to pull Yeah, so off. we came on North Park and you were, I think. This is bad. Yeah, my connection is, uh, is good on this side. That's a yeah, mine says it. Yeah. Mine says it's good too. Can you do a speed check real quick? Do you know how to do that? I don't know if we've ever done one of these live on the air. Of course. Let me see if I'm gonna. What do I do? I just type in speed check, and then Google gives me something. Internet speed check, Google. I'll show you the Ookla one. Go. Hey, in the comments, do I look choppy or does he look choppy? Which one of us is? Can you guys tell who who who's which end it's on? Oh yeah, my shit looks fast as fuck. My downloads four fifty. Let's see what my upload is. And my upload's twelve. How's yours? Oh, it's Adam. Good. Oh, that makes me happy. Adam is choppy. Yes. Yes. You're always good, Sevon. Well, thank you. I'm hardwired in. I don't use uh, Wi-Fi on this computer. Yeah. Are you are you on the uh, – is there a better network you could switch to? Or maybe you could even switch to your cell phone. You could hotspot. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going to do right now. Oh, you demand. Thank you. All Sorry, right, Adam. Yeah. Sorry about this. Thank you for your patience, dude. It's all good. All right, here we go. Uh, Adam has been a cop for twenty years, maybe maybe more than twenty. We're about to find out. He found CrossFit in two thousand thirteen. You'll hear you'll you will hear all of this again shortly. And he's doing some really cool shit. I think he sent me this shirt. Also, I never wear anyone else's shirt. This is a dope shirt. Uh, RB, what's up? Vindicate, what's up? Oh, I guess I should tell you guys some things real quick since we're here. We have some time. Um, go over to uh, Paper Street Coffee. Don't spell out street. Use code word Sevon, and you get eighteen percent off on all your subscriptions. So that'll be like all the coffee for the rest of your life, as long as you don't cancel the subscription. You will get eighteen percent off on. 
so that's pretty cool. Oh, and I think the code is games23. Maybe the code isn't Sevon. Games23. So that's cool. Uh, Toastpacers is also having a sale. I don't know if that's still going, but you can use code word Sevon and get 15% off. Dog scratch me. Or um, you can use games23 if it still works and you can get 20% um, 20, 20 off. And there's another, there's a lady here in the comments who has a company called Sabbath Essentials. Sabbath Essentials. And you get 20% off if you use the code word SEV on there, which is cool as shit. Thank you for doing that. And then, of course, if you want a bicep that works like my, wait, which one is it? This one. This, but this bicep is on uh, CA peptides. Oh, good morning, Miss Burns. There she is. Morning, all. If you have any questions about uh, Sabbath Essentials, there's Mrs. Burns. And of course, um, every morning, you know what I've been having for breakfast is Swolverine. I don't even, I don't even, that's it. Just a big old cup of Swolverine. Hey. How's this? Oh, dude, money. So much Let's better. Thank you. Awesome. You demand. Yeah. Okay, so we just ran into each other at the games just on accident. We said hi to each other, and then hey, how did I finally figure out? Did you tell me, or how did I figure out? Yeah, so uh, we come off of North Park, my wife yeah. and I, and we'll talk about my wife here in a second on the, the funny joke you made. But the uh, you, you come out, and I'm like, hey, and you're like, hey. And then I introduced myself. You gave me a big bro hug, so I appreciate that. And did I piece it together right there when I heard your name? Did I? You absolutely did. Oh, good. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing that was kind of uh, interesting about that, and I wanted to ask you about that, was there was that guy who came up to you and said, hey, I really want to appreciate, I appreciate you for getting me through cancer. I think that's what the conversation was. And you had to talk to him for about like three or four minutes, and then, and then we eventually got back to it. So it, I was, don't, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, there were um, an overwhelming amount of people who said that the podcast got them through something. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I was the only yep. person in my family who didn't want the injection or I had cancer or it, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I, I was completely um I was completely not prepared to uh to handle that. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. It, but it was awesome. I loved every second of it. They say like you shouldn't enjoy the intention. It, it, I need I kind of needed that validation because there was so much kind of crazy hype and like fear about me showing up there like like i was gonna start breathing fire and burning buildings down and uh <laughs> it, it was it was awesome i i saw your page and i saw that you were uh, this is your shirt right you sent me this that's a great looking shirt yeah and look at this the back's dope yeah yep st michael's on there yeah it's, it's, a, it's a it's a really cool shirt i actually saw so many shirts don't make it onto my back and this one i pulled out and put on my dresser this morning i'm like i'm wearing this shit i really appreciate it and, and i really appreciate all support yeah our trip to um our trip to madison uh, for me was full of like gratitude so my wife and i originally went to madison in 2017 when i first went there uh for a 10-year anniversary we we're there for a 15-year anniversary we've been together for Almost 24 years. So Wow. Can, we were going, how old are you? How old are you? I am 41. I've been wow. in law enforcement. Yeah, I've been in law enforcement about 20 years. You, did you get married at 17? Got married uh, in 2004, so around 25. 
25 years old. Okay. And wait, how can you, if you got married when you were 25 and you've been married for 24 years, that would make you 49. Uh, we've been together for 24 years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. forever. Wow. Congratulations. What a, what a, what an achievement. Yeah, it's been, uh, uh, she's been very supportive. She's a nurse uh, and a redhead. That was the joke um, th that you said to me. So you're like, hey, uh, you're, wrap you're wrapping your hands around us. And you're like, hey, you, uh, you a redhead? <laughs> and, she goes, and she goes, yes. And I go, I guess we have something in common. Yes. So, so that was your anniversary? This trip was your anniversary? It was. Yeah. yeah. And, part, yeah and part of that gratitude part in, you know, so appreciative of all of the people who have support law enforcement. I, I heard your podcast yesterday uh, when you and Susan were talking about just a lot of things about law enforcement and, you know, across the mayhem where uh, we're an affiliate, you know, they supported law enforcement all the way through um, Dave Castro. I got to meet Dave real quick. Uh, he's got a shirt too. And just, you said, I really appreciate you. You always stand up for law enforcement. So it, it was, uh, it was a great experience full of gratitude. And I was, it was one of the happiest trips that we've had. A lot of guests I have had on the show, when I go back and look in their Instagram accounts, I see this ebb and flow of kind of their posts kind of go with the tide of what's popular and what's not popular. And when I went back in yours, it was really nice to see that there was just this straight line of just integrity all the way through. You, you pointed your compass at, uh, at the truth or attempted to at, at the truth and you stayed with it. And I want to tell you, I really, really, really appreciate um, you've made some, so anyone can go back and look into his Instagram, but you, uh, it's, what is your Instagram again? It's at, if you just type in Adam Hawkins. Yeah, it's, it's at Ironworks Hawk. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's why I was always having trouble finding it. And I, and I, and I dug, I dug, you know, way, way, way back into it. And I'm like, wow, this guy has uh, stayed the course. This guy stayed the course. What it's a, it's a great um and, and you're a CrossFitter uh, through and through, kind of crazy. Oh, here's through your shirt. yeah, through and through. We started uh, um, my wife started right before me, but August of 2013. That's when we started. Hey, Adam, why did you become a cop? That's a great, that's a great question. I actually stumbled into it. I uh, uh, from New Hampshire uh, went to the University of New Hampshire. Uh, it got me 10, I get, it took me 10 years to get my associate's degree. So that wasn't very good. Just had a lot of fun and great experience at college. Uh, I stepped away. Uh, when I went back home, uh, my uncle, who was a cop, he actually says, Hey, uh, you want to come by and do some artwork for the police department? So I ended up doing that. And the chief at the time said, Hey, we have an opening for a dispatch position. So I wasn't doing anything, really had no direction. And uh, I took that position and then quickly found out that, you know, shout out to all the dispatchers out there. It was not the job that I wanted and made a lateral transfer into police work. So I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, dispatch Is being a dispatcher hard? Extremely hard. Uh, they're getting as much information they can, trying to look out for the police officers. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of stress. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it seems like it would be a crazy job. And, and you're kind of... Um... You can't do anything. Yes, you are behind the phone. You try to get as much resources you can to whatever's going on. Uh, and you're kind of limited in that. And I wanted to be more. I wanted to go out and, you know, it sounds cliche. I've heard the other police officers come on here, but to go out and help people, 
yeah. serve people, serve my community. Hey, so you were a dispatcher, and then from there you just like, hey, I'm just going to start going to the police academy. You asked some dudes in there, hey, how should I do it? And then you just got on the path. Yeah, so in New Hampshire, uh, you have to be uh, – you can't just go into the police academy. You have to be hired. You have to go through – um, you just have to go through the process with local police departments, wherever you get hired. And then they uh, sponsor you to go to the Academy. And then the Academy, uh, when I was there was 12 weeks, 16 weeks now. Uh, and then I come back in field training and then we're on the job training. Oh, that's, oh, I didn't even know that. So if I want to become a doctor, I apply to medical school, I go to medical school. And then once I I think I, I don't know if this is true, but I finished medical school and then I go to hospitals and look for basically what's called an, inter, uh, what do they call it? I'm going to call it an internship, but they call it something else. Fuck, someone will say it in the comments, yeah, but yeah, basically yeah. I get my degree first. What you're saying is it's the other way around for a cop. You go into a pol police station, you interview, and then if they like you, they sponsor you. And then they, they kind of vouch for you to go to the police academy. Yeah, so the thing that's really great about New Hampshire is we have uh, very uh, clearly defined ways to become a police officer. We have standards, uh, and those standards come out of police standards and training. Uh, so you have to meet certain criteria. Uh, there's like formal backgrounds. It's, it's a very, very thorough process. So yeah, you get hired by the police department, and you, you go through their backgrounds and whatever they want you to do, and then you come to the academy. And then, and then it's still, once you go to come to the Academy, it's still not guaranteed. You got to pass all the stuff. Absolutely. Yep. In our curriculum, the other special thing about New Hampshire is that there's only one police Academy in New Hampshire. In so the when entire it comes, state. In the entire state. So when it comes to curriculum or voice or training and updating trainings, state police, county, uh, local, big city, whatever label you want to put on a police officer, they all come through our doors. Gotcha. Oh, a residency or fellowship. Gotcha. Thank you. The way doctors do. Uh, Justin H., uh, some states uh, are agency-sponsored. Others are self-certified, then hired. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, Olivia, uh, backgrounds in California is a long-ass process. Hey, have the standards dropped um, for – I always hear that uh, the standards for getting into the military have dropped. And I would just have the standards drop for police officers. Not in New Hampshire. Uh, oh, awesome. Wow. Yep. And I, uh, I ended up running into Caleb. Uh, and I told Caleb, I'm like, hey, Caleb, I know you're always talking about law enforcement, military, and the standards go down. New Hampshire is one of the only states, actually the only state that has a physical fitness or requirement attached to their, their, their certification. So every three years, a police officer has to take a PT test. No shit. <laughs> Yes. Wow. So do you ever see dudes and you're so you must see dudes and you're like, oh, shit, that guy can't pass the PT test. And then it must be like six months before their PT test. They probably like sign up for a gym and they're like, hey, I better get in shape. We see it sometimes. Uh, I try to be a resource to everyone. So if they're uh, need uh, programming or, you know, they're coming off an injury. Uh, there, was yeah. a close, there was a close friend of mine. Uh, he did a long uh, he he. Uh, he retired. He was trying to get his certification back. Uh, had a hip injury, working through CrossFit, get him up so he was able to get his certification back. But sometimes we do see that because uh, life happens. But we just try to be a resource for everyone to uh, uh, to get healthy and fit. 
Uh, Jessica Valenzuela, our fitness test is a 500-meter row. It's a joke. Yeah, 500 meters doesn't seem quite long enough. Now, the, the state of Vermont used to use a 2,000-meter row as a, as a PT test. Just That's it? Just a singular one modality, 2,000 meters? Yeah, they used to do it, but then they, they've gone back to uh, the traditional sit-ups, push-ups in Mountain Efron, and that's what we use in New Hampshire. Hey, um, what, what, do you remember that what the time was for the 2,000-meter row? I do not. Hmm. I could probably think, look it up. You think it was uh, under eight minutes? I hope not. That would be cooking, right? <laughs> I don't know if I can become a see. cop in New Hampshire. Hey, what if you don't pass it, Adam? Uh, uh, well, at a particular stage. So, obviously, um, to get into the academy, you have to pass the PT test. So, that's right. sit-ups, push-ups, mount out front. Uh, we have waiver processes. If someone gets hurt, then they could get a medical clearance. But in the end, uh, if you don't pass the PT test, your certification will get suspended. No shit. So, you're a cop for 10 years. And all of a sudden, you can't pass the test. You probably get a few tries to pass it. And then if you don't, you're, you're suspended. Yeah, and, and that can go out to uh, two additional years. You know, yeah. We talk about resolving uh, temporary injuries. Uh-huh. Usually resolve themselves within 24 months. So there's waiver process that an officer can go through uh, to get healthy and to get back on the road. Hey, um, do cops get drug tested? Like, are you guys on like Yeah, regular- there's green... Really? Regularly? You have to take a regular drug test? No, no. Oh, oh. No, no. I saw, I saw an interesting meme the other day, and it said, God, I wish I could remember it. But it was basically saying, for my job, I have to take a drug test. For you to collect, your, for your job, you should have to take a drug test, too. And it was for collecting welfare checks. It was from getting money from the government. And I just thought it was an interesting proposition. Like, yeah, well, that's, a, that's an interesting proposition. There should be something maybe some, something tied to it. It would suck that I, – I wonder how much welfare money actually does go back into the um, drug market. Hey, do you think it's fair to say that most um, um, drug addicts are also uh, uh, thieves? you think that that's a, a, an over-sweeping uh, generalization? Okay, we skipped that question. Well, right. it's no, no, no. It, it 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 is an interesting question, just because, you know, when when people start becoming dependent, right? You, you know, on certain things, you know, they'll go to certain levels, and and, and maybe stealing is part of that, right? Um, yeah, I've I've dealt with so many different people from so many different walks of life with so many different things. Okay, uh, let's just, let me rephrase it. Is it not an uncommon occupation to be a thief or a drug addict? Do those do those uh, occupations and habits often go together? Yes. <laughs> they do. Good. I like that. So just like if you're a cop, you a lot of them probably have gym memberships. It's like one of those things that goes together. Well, the thing that's interesting was, did you see the clip from uh, uh, the? the the huge display in the Coliseum when they said 14% of the population only has a gym membership. I didn't see that. Wow. Yep. It was one of the new media pieces they put together. And it was, I was like, wow. So if we apply that, let's say just the law enforcement, only 14% of law enforcement has access to a gym membership. That's a problem. Are you, you're currently an active police officer. I am. And what do you do? What's the typical day you get in a car and, and get bad guys. No, that's what I used to do. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I spent about 15 years uh, in the Lakes region, uh, that's central New Hampshire. Uh, I ran the patrol division out of those 10 years. I was part of the special operations group, so local SWAT team, did that for 10 years. And then in 2018, I got the opportunity to come down here uh, at the police academy. And I was originally assigned to uh, the Recruit Training Bureau, so dealing with part-time academy, full-time corrections, state of corrections academy, helping train them, use of force, firearms, PT, things like that, uh, patrol procedures. And then I was promoted to captain. Uh, and now I run the professional development. So that's that's for training for police officers after they get certified. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yep. So every... Uh, oh. We pull in th- uh, like uh, like third parties come in and they teach, uh, let's say, interview interrogation or they teach um, maybe a wellness program. Yep, and that and that's what I do for the state. Um, uh, li- li- listen to this st- uh, statistic from Frederick uh, Berling. Nice beard. Frederick Burling, last year, 28,736 people applied to attend the police academy. Uh, 1,501 passed the test. That's in the country of Sweden. I wonder what's uh, – how big is Sweden? Is it like – is it the size of Massachusetts? It's tiny, right? I think of it as being tiny. Or is it like the size of Pennsylvania? You want to – if this thing doesn't work for you, this cop thing, you're better at the Google doing the – answering the questions than I am. Maybe you can take Caleb's job. Maybe. Uh, uh, no, I like it. Uh, so, let me see. Area. You want to do uh, area of, of uh, Sweden or do you want to do Massachusetts? Sweden landmass. So, it's in about 10 million people. Are in, oh, are in Sweden? Yeah. It says it's a uh, total land area of 447,430 kilometers. Oh, 172,754 square miles. In Massachusetts, yeah, about 7 million people. Oh, wow. Yeah, and in New Hampshire, we have about 1.39 million people. Oh, so, uh, so super small wait, people. wait, wait. Massachusetts has how many? And where? Say that again. So in Massachusetts, almost 7 million. Yeah, what only has 1.9 million? In New Hampshire. Oh, oh, what state are you in? I'm in New Hampshire. God, they're all the same to me. Sorry. You're just a bunch <laughs> well, of little well, yeah, 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 Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's the Northeast. Um, come uh, Sweden, you come out here. Sweden is roughly twice the size of Great Britain. Holy shit. Larger than the state of California. Well, fuck me. Wow. Okay. Hey, so all of, so you once someone becomes a cop, you're basically your job is to make sure they stay that good and not only that get better, whether it be their fitness, their ability to um uh get bad guys, interact with bad guys, work with their coworkers. What about things um, uh, get along with as they change through the changes that happen to them at the job, get along with their family members. It's all those kind of like. Yeah. At the police Academy, we try to push out as as many resources as we can. Obviously when they come to the Academy, we, uh, we train them up, then they go back to uh, their local agencies and then we provide training to local agencies um, yeah, just try to get as many resources as we can to help them get through their career uh, safe and healthy. What, what's what, what's uh, one of the areas where um, cops are doing the best, where cops thrive? You know, like you always hear like dentists are number one in suicide rates and it, it, SEALs are number one in divorce rates. What's something good that cops is, – is there some stat out there that's like, yeah, cops in general are like really good at this? Probably not going to jail. 
They, I, I want to cops uh, yeah. have the lowest rate of all the professions of going to jail. Well, I would argue cops are the best at de-escalation. You oh. know, the the amount of interactions that police officers have with uh, people in this country and the the almost minuscule levels of uh, deadly force incidents. Um, I think they do that really well. And I think what we're doing really uh, well right now is uh, critical incident management, uh, dealing with people who have uh, mental illness, you know, responding to that and, and, and trying to get them to the places to be safe and healthy. It seems like that category has just like broadened like massive. It has. Um, there's been a huge uptick. Uh, we had, I think it was, it was, there was a lot of things that happened in 2020, uh, George Floyd's incident and other things as well, uh, that really pushed police training. And that was definitely one of them. I remember, um, uh, Greg Glassman showing me something on, on the CDC website and it was called, it was like the evolution of what happens when you put societies in lockdowns. And one of the things, obviously, it said in there, which they completely botched, it says you never put the healthy people in quarantine ever, 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 ever. And, and there was another thing in there that says you also never um, uh, de deploy a vaccine during a during the heat of the pandemic, because if you do that, then you exacerbate the problem. Both things were ignored, which are on the CDC website, ironically. But there was a third thing in there that all lockdowns end in riots. Hmm. And it's crazy. And, and it's like we we. We actually went through all that shit. But the George Floyd thing was really, really bizarre in the sense that it was one incident. However you look at it, I definitely don't look at it the way a lot of people look at it. Um, I, I don't think. I look at it from the fact that I look at it just totally different than I think a lot of people look at it, especially the people who are rioting. Um, and, and, and it changed the whole... Um, I feel like landscape of how people treat police officers and then, and then everything is just kind of backfired from there. It, I, I feel like, like the, I would blame the entire collapse of what we're seeing happen in San Francisco, California to the fact that um, the attack society, civilization has made on police officers. So the people that were supposed to protect our Walmart so we could go in there with our kids and get NyQuil and come home safely. Like that's been lost in the city of San Francisco. And, and, and I feel like that, that whole thing that started because the fact that people were angry at police officers and so police officers took a step back, right? Because it's a relationship at the end of the day. So police officers have taken a step back in terms of their um, – uh, um, I don't want to say in terms of their duties, but they got, they got a delay in their step now, whereas before they didn't. So Maybe, so, yeah, so maybe proactiveness? Well, it's kind of like this. Um, like – uh, everyone in society is like, hey, you guys are being too aggressive. So they're like, okay. So they all took a step back and they're giving it a 1-1,000 now before they interact with people with the bad guys. And in that 1-1,000 that we've asked them to take, sky, crime has skyrocketed. <laughs> like, you can just go in with 10 of your friends into an Apple store in California and take shit. There's actually laws here that you can't stop the guys who are stealing. And it's 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 and I'm and I'm just tri I'm just tripping on it. I'm, I'm I'm almost tripping why we even have cops. I don't even like. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, it, we are in like a bad yeah. movie. It's like the purge here. It really is weird, dude. It really is weird. I don't know how the, it is in New Hampshire, but it's in, weird in, here. 
and that's what I was going to bring up. I've gone out to California a couple of times, had, uh, I had friends in San Diego and then uh, St. Maria. They live in St. Maria now. So I've, I've gotten to see a little bit of that. A lot of homeless. Oh, my, my buddy's the uh, fire cap. My buddy's the fire captain in San Maria, by the way. Some pretty gnarly shit he does besides putting out fires, like washing blood off the side of yeah. violent shit. Yeah. Police officers and firefighters, you know, uh, I think uh, Bill, Bill Grundler talks a lot about. You know, yeah, he's from that area. Yeah, he was a firefighter in that area. Not exactly, but close. Yeah, sorry, but go ahead. You have a friend in Santa Maria. Yeah, just, no, no, but uh, to be able to see, um, you know, on San Diego Log, well, uh, homeless population didn't, uh, a different way of living. Out in the East Coast, you know, after George Floyd, you know, it was a lot of defund the police. It, we didn't really feel that in the East Coast. We had a lot of support from our state, uh, oh. and our governor out here, where we actually got more funding. We got more resources. We got more wow. great great people that were coming in here. So our agency actually kind of exploded a little bit in terms of, you know, all those things, the money and the resources. So we're actually be able to push out more information. And again, in New Hampshire, we're a little bit smaller, but we, we still deal with all the same types of crimes that every other state deals with just a lower frequency because we have lower, um, a lower population, but yeah, we're able to push out a lot, a lot of resources and a lot of training. I actually have uh, the person who does our curriculum is actually sitting in a meeting right now, uh, 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 working with a representative to get uh, a lot of funding for post-traumatic stress disorder training for police officers in the state. Hey, um, are you have you guys become a, a role model or an example for that? Are people like coming to you now, like other states, being like, "Oh shit, you did the opposite. You increased funding." We have. We've worked. Uh, uh, that, uh, the state of Massachusetts, uh, it's come to us. They uh, uh, built up their post uh, with certifications, things like that. Uh, we've worked with other states. Uh, Washington State, one of the programs that came to us uh, for officer wellness was called the ABLE program, Actor, Active Bystandership and Law Enforcement. New Hampshire, Washington were the first two states to get onto that. And what the Active Bystandership program is, um, is to be able to um, reduce mistakes, prevent misconduct, promote health and wellness through law enforcement. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the, uh, the question and your answer is yes. States have come to us to see how we're doing and how we're doing it so well. Um, uh, Washington State came to you guys? Uh, they were a partner in the ABLE program. So us in Washington State were the first two um, us, us states to adopt that program and give it to the masses. Because I think they had, I think they they ended up having a, some real real issues with uh, retention, like like crazy issues, and they let some crazy shit happen in that in those cities. They let people take over blocks of that city, including blocks where there were police stations. The citizens took over. The citizens, I don't know if that's the right word, but the people took over blocks of that city for fucking like, I want to say over a month. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. It's like that movie Escape from New York. It, yeah, it, we yeah yeah we don't see that here in New Hampshire. Uh, no. But I but I will touch on what you just said about retention. Retention yeah. is is an issue across the country. Being able to find people who want to become police officers and then keeping people or police officers in law enforcement throughout their career. We we see we're actually seeing an uptick of people who have eight years on. Like, no, we're going to leave now for, for lots of different reasons. 
two questions, two part question. How do I know if I want to become a police officer? Like, like what kind of person am I? And then the second thing, um, could I, could I be like listening to this podcast and be like, wow, um, I live in, um, Seattle, but this sounds really good to be a police officer in, uh, New Hampshire. Can someone just move there and, and, and pick up a career and do that? Like, do you have to have any like long-term residency there? No, we're actually, that's exactly what we're seeing uh, in New Hampshire right now is we're seeing a ton of people from out of state coming here. And we have like a reciprocal certification process where you can actually come here, say, I worked four years uh, in Massachusetts and now I want to come on New Hampshire police officer. You can submit all your paperwork. You go through what we call a law package process. So our laws are a little bit different. And you take a test and you, well, you have to do your PT test first, and then you take the test out, or you can sit in with the academy classes. And once you pass the curriculum, you can be a certified New Hampshire police officer. So we are actually seeing an uptick in out-of-state police officers wanted to come here and be a cop in New Hampshire. Wow, yeah, because the cops I know in my area, it feels, I feel like they're always looking for other stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and again, uh, New Hampshire's, uh, safe. I think there's a, lots of reasons why we're safe. We have curriculum, we have great training and a lot of people see, and, and it's a beautiful state too, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, we welcome them all. Hey, did you play sports as a kid? Were you, were you physically active as a kid? I was, I, I, I played basketball all the way through uh, high school. I uh, played AU basketball, had an opportunity to see division one athletics at the university of New Hampshire as a state, uh, as a, as like a student, um, coaching assistant, not like, uh, I wasn't part of the athletic department and doing all that stuff, but was able to see that level of dedication in, in division one athletics. But I, I primarily play basketball. Hey, um, who should be, become a cop? Like, like, how do I know if, if I'm like, Oh, I want to be a cop, but I'm not sure. It seems so hard. A person who generally wants to help people, uh, I love when you put the title of this uh, significance through service. My father worked for the state of New Hampshire for 42 years uh, in the mental health realm. So he, um, I can send you something in the chat, but there's this, uh, this documentary called Lost in Laconia. And they talk about the mental health crisis uh, in Laconia. And he, he worked through that. He worked at the state school until about 94. And then he went over to the state hospital, you know, so seeing my father, uh, dedicate his life to people, uh, my grandfathers, my aunt, I have uncles and, and cousins who are in the military. My wife, um, my, uh, my mother was an LNA. Uh, my What's wife, an LNA? Nurse, What's an LNA? Uh, uh, a licensed nurse assistant, okay. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he did that, you know, in him setting the example for me, you know, in, in have, you know, creating significance in your life, you know, what I got, I got Ben Bergeron's book right over here. He talks about how to build happiness and he talks about gratitude and giving back and building quality relationships. And I think for a police officer, you, 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 you want to have those things. You want to be able to uh, give back to your community. But yeah, that's 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 kind of why I do the things you want to do. And I think a, a, a person who wants to become a police officer 
you got to want to be able to give back. Uh, you got to want to help people. Hey, I, I here's the thing. I this is why I can't. I I couldn't do it because someone's going to do something like throw something at my car, and I'm going to get out of my car and be like, "Are you a fucking idiot?" I'm just gonna, I, I, which, I which is a normal guy. human yeah, response, yeah. which is a, maybe why I have so much compassion yeah, yeah. for cops. Like, I, I, I have so much fucking compassion. How, how do you, how am I fighting with a guy that just robbed the liquor store and there's 20 people standing around with cell phones and no one's helping me? Like, I hate all of you guys. I would put you all on a rocket ship and send you to fucking Pluto. Like, this guy is trying to stop the guy who stole from the store so that all of our prices don't go up and you're sitting there yelling at the cop, calling him a fucking pig. I don't have, I have like zero tolerance for that. Like lighting the police station on fire in the, in the riots that they did while there were police officers inside and they had to be helicoptered off the roof. I, I don't ha I have zero, like at that point I have zero tolerance. I'm just like, we'll open fire on the crowd. I mean, me, it's, and, and I feel like I'm a pretty logical person, but if you light a building on fire with someone inside then from there, you've completely taken off the gloves. Okay, it's time to go nuclear. I, I just don't know how you do it. I don't know how you – it's basically like you're, you're challenging society to something, but with one arm tied behind your back. We've tied one arm behind that. We've, we've set the cops up for expectations that there's no human being could uphold. The, 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 the dude Jesus even flipped over. The guy that all these people love, he flipped over a table. And he was, he was God, right? Or the son of or something. I just don't get it. I, I would be scared. I would be scared to to have to live up to that. That level of expectation. Dude, Standard, impossible. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. And then, and then to have a society that's not compassionate towards me. I'm not – 99% of the time when a cop shoots someone, I'm worried about the cop. Oh, fuck. How is he going to sleep tonight? And I've never heard – I've never heard it once on the news. Been like, oh, shit, that guy killed someone. And people will be like, well, that guy deserves it. He killed two other people. It doesn't matter. No, I don't think anyone kills anyone no matter how bad they are. And it's like. Absolutely not. Uh, when it comes to uh, those use of force encounters. Yeah. So many different people are affected. Uh, during my time on the road, uh, there was multiple incidents where, you know, uh, my, my officers, the, the officers who worked, and my local agencies were involved in those type of incidents. Yeah. And it affects, it affects everybody. It affects everyone inside the police department. It affects the community. It affects the people who are involved in the incident, the officer. Um, and it could be one of those things where the incident is a hundred percent. I'll use the term clean. And uh, you know, it takes months for the officer to come back, you know, and we're trying to support them all the way through. Um, and, and because you're right, no one wants that, that ending. Nobody wants to have that outcome uh there are some things that you know it rise to that that level of force and the use um you know proportionality and that's and, and and that's what they have to do to get through that incident but that's what we're trying to do here uh, is to be able to give resources to police officers and really highlight hey we need to support these officers we need to support the community um and get these people through these these terrible incidents you would want you would want them to always be thinking, do what's right and safe for society, as opposed to, um, what's someone else gonna think. And it's turned into. I, I feel like if I was a cop, it would have turned into what's someone else gonna think. I remember seeing a video, and it was of a 15 year old boy 
running. He had jumped a fence and he was running and the cop shot him in the back. And then as the story unfolded, he had jumped into the backyard of a preschool and he had a gun and he had been shooting at the cops. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, my kid's in that fucking preschool. That kid, I don't care where you shoot him. Like, he can't go into the preschool. And it's just like, but, but, but nowadays the cop might be like, hey, I can't shoot him because there's 20 phones on me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, man, you guys have a tough job. Crazy tough job. And, yeah. Um, uh, in, New, in New Hampshire, uh, do police officers have to be certain weight? When I was in the Army, obesity was becoming a big issue. Thank you for what you do. Nope. Not, uh, uh, there's, there's nothing with weight. What if you're seven feet tall? Can you become a cop? Yeah, hopefully they have big enough cruisers for you. But, yeah, absolutely. What if you're a midget? What if you're a dwarf? Can you become a cop? Absolutely. Any, uh, any size? Yeah. Who, uh, I was in, uh, we were in the first couple rows in the Coliseum, and I got to see, uh, is it Shrunky? Oh, David Shrunk. Yeah, yeah. He is yeah. a giant. He's giant. a giant. So, so even if you wanted to become a police officer, you'd be all good. Uh, Bailey Walker, uh, set, well said, Savon, police officers are amazing people uh, that we expect way too much of. Way too much. And, hey, that's the thing, too. Thanks, like, Bailey. If, if you see a cop, go out of your – like, I know just from me in the games when someone waves at you or says your name, go out of your way and say hi to them. Make them feel good. Just do your little part of civic duty every time you see a cop to wave or to smile or just say thank you. Just do it. It, it. You're contributing. If that can help that cop have this much more patience or be much this much nicer to the next guy, because they're just getting called to douchebags all day. They're never being called to like, oh, my God, there's an incredible Christmas party on block seven and they want to give you a present. That's never happened. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's it, uh, it's it's the rule you do with 10 percent of the population, 90 percent of the time. You're you're. You're you're twenty per twenty years in. Couldn't you just retire? It sounds like you're like full steam ahead instead of like looking at the end. Yeah. So when I got into the job, it was I think you had to be forty five and twenty years on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I outside of me loving my job and what I'm doing, yeah, uh, and, and 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 helping police officers and do you know and CrossFit and and all of that. Uh, I got two kids, so I got a long way to go. Um, but 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 you could. You're close. You could retire. Yes. And 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 that would be a crazy loss. I know you're not here to float your own boat, but that would be a crazy loss of a resource to have someone with the experience you have to leave. I would think so. But but yeah, we're building a team here. You know, it's not all just about me. I have a great team. Our in our CrossFit program, we have another L2. So I'm an L2. Uh, Lieutenant Matt Terry, he's an L2. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Erin Minahan, she's done CrossFit for a long Wait, time. Wait, is she Armenian? Is she Armenian? She's not. Oh, what did you say her last name was? Uh, Minahan. Okay, all right. No, no, that's Irish, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. And then so and and then uh, we have another uh, uh, L1. I just came out of corrections. And then the CrossFit program here was actually started in 2016. Uh, uh, by a guy named Paul Moeller with Swift River CrossFit. Uh, and then we had another L1. Uh, uh, he's, he, he does not work here anymore, but uh, Justin Paquette. So CrossFit has been in our, in our, I guess, veins for a long, long time. And then we officially were affiliated last year 
uh, to formally bring CrossFit methodology, using the terminology, all of that stuff, to our recruit classes and to our state. Uh, just so you guys know, 90% of the cops, 95, I don't know, 100% of the cops I've had on the show have always called me ahead of time and been like, hey, don't bring up this, this, and this. And Adam was did not do that, by the way. Um, uh, so go back to 2016. So uh, there was a cop who – did that cop, Paul, did he own Swift River City CrossFit? And he was a cop, and so he kind of brought the two together? Yep. So he, he, he owned I – I, yeah, I think he owned his own affiliate at the time. And then brought the methodology here. And then we were using CrossFit uh, all the way through. It's and you were stoked it. since you found it in 2013. You were kind of stoked that it, it made its way in. When I talk to the recruits now, we talk about health and fitness and finding something that you love to do and to be active. But I, I come out and say, if you're going to be a police officer in this country, do CrossFit and or fighting discipline. You can learn a lot about yourself in those two. Um, and I was, yeah, you, you know, coming here, learning from Paul, being able to build the program and then get it to where it is now is a, it's been a very, a very humbling experience. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Uh, and, and tell me about how, why you affiliated and how that worked. Why'd you guys do that? And is it, it's the police academy that affiliated? It is. Uh, we are one of two state agencies uh, that are affiliated with CrossFit, us and the National Guard. Oh, no shit. Yep. Wow, that's cool. It, 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 and what does that mean? So there's someone there who's in ch – are you in charge of the actual – is there someone there at the police academy who's like, hey, I'm in charge of like the physical fitness training, meaning getting people strong and having a good engine? Yes, that would be uh, myself. So I uh, – Part of the, the overall wellness program, part of that is the CrossFit uh, and in uh, the physical fitness training that we do in the academies. So I run the wellness program for the police academy, and then I have all of the trainers. Um, and so we have two classes in the morning. I actually taught uh, this morning with uh, Lieutenant Matt Terry. We taught this morning. Uh, he taught six, and I was there for the 7 o'clock class. I like how you call it the CrossFit. Yeah. It's the, cross it's the only thing. Right, and Greg used to call it that too. Hey, are you doing the CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a pill or something. Yeah, I think Nicole Carroll called it. Actually, I saw Nicole Carroll um, at the games. So, so funny story. We're at yeah. uh, we're at this uh, really nice restaurant, uh, Deluxe, mm -hmm. and we're sitting there, and you know, it's the end of the games. It's Sunday night, and we see Austin Maliolo go in. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I've known Austin. He was my L one, L two trainer. And then this car pulls up and Nicole Carroll comes out. And obviously being in the CrossFit space, I know Nicole Carroll is just just seeing her. She is a, she's a powerhouse. Yeah, she is. She's a powerhouse. So she walks in. Yeah. And then Don Fall walks in. So they must have been doing some sort of, you know, after after the game. Did you game, say hi to Nicole? I did not. She's totally approachable. Next time, bug yeah. the shit out of her. She's so well, approachable. She's well, so actually, approachable. My, I, my wife was sitting next to me. She's like, do not talk to them. They're doing, they're going in, they're doing <laughs> no. their stuff. Like, they're no, hey, along. listen. I actually wanted to talk to Don. You know, I saw him a couple times talking yeah. about. Don's totally approachable, too. They, they want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they know they're on the clock there. They want to. Yeah. No, one, no one in that space is like, no, don't talk to me now. There's no fucking yeah. way.
Yeah, because I wanted to, you know, maybe he'll hear, he'll hear this, was uh, CrossFit used to do a law enforcement training program. And um, it was Greg uh, Greg Amundsen. I've talked to Greg a couple times. Oh, Greg he, Amundsen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he was and he was very vital into planting the seeds early uh, about three years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. With the director here talking with him and trying to get him across it in here, is I believe he used to run like an eight-hour course for law enforcement that's and like right. training and things like that. That's so right. I, I I've recently seen maybe the last year or so that's kind of gone away. Yeah. And I think it would be you know because military law enforcement that's kind of the roots of of, of CrossFit. So I'd like to see something like that come back. Hey, send Nicole an email. She's receptive to all that. You know, Greg Amundsen was such a stud. He, I, I, I could be talking out of turn here, but as I recall, because I worked with him a little bit on it, just like I would talk to him about it when I worked at CrossFit, and, and, I, and I did go to the California Highway Patrol Academy at least twice with him and Dave or something along these lines. And... Uh, he, he spearheaded that all by himself. It wasn't like someone's like, hey, Greg, here's money. We were hiring you to do this. He would just be like, hey, I'm doing these talks for free for police academies. And then Greg would be like, okay, you know, we'll pay for your gas or some shit. I don't remember. I'm yeah. kind of making that part up. But he, he was a go-getter. That dude, that dude is driven. What a great resource. Yeah, say something to Nicole. They're so receptive to all that. She wants to be – all of those people there want to be contacted. This is my my – this is not some official word from CrossFit. This is the Seven Podcast. They want to be contacted by sane people. So just like just like you uh, get called to Wackadoodle's house all day, you know, you go there and it's a husband and wife fighting over who gets the last M and M, and they're fucking got a gun out over it. There's a fucking bunch of affiliates like that. I mean, just you know, so when someone contacts them with some sane shit, they'd love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not yeah. like, hey. Uh, I, I was having seizures because of the color, the, the colors of the games outfits. You cannot ever have red again. And people are, well, easy, easy, wackadoodle. Yeah, you should totally contact them. They love that shit, being contacted by sane people who want to help people. Yeah, yeah. So going back to uh, Nicole, I think yeah. one of her one of her recent podcasts, she was talking about how CrossFit's it. It is the the CrossFit, right? Uh, and there's no there's no competition. So, you know, getting our affiliation believing in the methodology, seeing it work, right? I think there's one thing of actually, you know, having an idea of what it is and actually doing it and seeing it. And it's helped me tremendously uh, over my career, being in a lot of tough situations. If you are physically fit, you have the ability to handle stress better. It is what it is. And you have the ability to do your job the way that people expect you to do your job. That Saxon Pancheck interview you did with him when he was caught on the mountain, that cannot happen. Right. And, you know, I've had conversations with the director about, you know, doing this, promoting health and wellness and bringing a program and believing in CrossFit and do all this stuff. This is, this is the hill that I'm willing to die on. This is the sword, you know, you know, at the top of the mountain, we need to push these resources out because there are a lot of uh, police officers who are struggling out there and we need to be there to support them. And one and how to do that is through CrossFit. 
Uh, this this is the I think this is the clip you're talking about. Let's see if I can. Um, pull it. First responders, I think fitness is the most important thing. Because um, I actually went through, I did like my EMT before the police academy, like two or three years before, because I felt like I was being pulled in that direction too. When I was younger, we had an accident and the firefighters, um, we fell off, Saxon and I fell off a cliff when we were younger and the firefighters, uh, they weren't fit enough to get us off the, uh, the cliff. They couldn't carry the stoke baskets up. Um, so my brother ended up carrying the stoke baskets up to us and they're like, my back hurts. Like, I can't do this. And it's like, this is your job. Like, I, how, how can you, how can you step in and, and try and save people's lives if, if you don't feel like you're fit enough? Um, so like that was. That was why. Hey, there's two morals to the story there, by the way. You, the one is, is like, yeah, I got to get first responders doing CrossFit. The second one is, is thank God his brother does CrossFit. Thank God for all you people out there who do CrossFit, who then gives you the confidence to run across the street and help an old lady to save a cat out of a tree, uh, break up a fight between two kids. Like it's, it's all those people, all those, the people doing those good things are probably disproportionately CrossFitters. Just because they're capable of it. Yeah, and I think you know, you know, the, the that aspect of building community. It was it was strange being in Madison when I went to Madison. How nice were they? Can you how it's it's, it's, it's like so everyone nice. there's on ecstasy. It's like, dude, it's the last place. Someone's like, hey, someone got arrested in the parking lot. I'm like, no shit, and they're like, yeah, it was one of the employees of the venue. I'm like, yeah, no duh. You know what I mean? It, like it yeah, wasn't it was, one of us. Yeah, and then being inside the venue felt so welcoming and safe and that's just what crossfit's all about is you know you know you know building that trust with people building those quality relationships it was very refreshing to be out there and to experience that and then you know to come back recharged uh to be able to get this uh this program you know you know better um you said that that you went to across the games like five years prior to that went to madison the first year it was there okay and then, then hadn't been since, and then went again. Yeah. Um, was there any letdown this year to you? I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was the best. I thought it was one of the best games I've ever been to. I couldn't believe how crowded it was, like in a good way crowded. We showed up Wednesday, and it was packed. Yeah, why, where, why was that? Doesn't No one has a job anymore? I couldn't believe how packed it was. Just energy, you know, um, I was kind of when Dave left, when actually when Greg left, you know, I, I made a post about this, you know, CrossFit, you know, kind of lost, was lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when they fired Dave, I think they got really lost. But once they brought him back, I think it brought so much energy. Um, it especially did for me. And then be able to see um, what Adrian is doing. Uh, I loved one of the things that I loved at the CrossFit game was to see the interactions between Dave, Adrian, and that whole team. So yeah, professional. I love that too. So, I love watching that. Yeah. Like I love the the um, uh, the workouts and things like that, but I just love watching the teamwork and how it's the, everyone seemed really thoughtful and they cared for each other and they wanted to put out a really really good product. Uh, it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. 
one one of the things when they let Dave go, I was frustrated. I was like, hey, if you're the director of a movie and you have Tom Cruise as one of your actors and the director and Tom Cruise aren't getting along, if you're the producer, you don't fire, probably don't fire Tom Cruise. You fire the director because you need Tom Cruise. And I, I did get to see intimate interaction between Don and Dave uh, at least uh, at least a half dozen times. Stuff that, you know, Dave would be like, hey, don't film this or push me away. And Don's amazing. Like he 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 knows how to utilize Dave. It was it was awesome seeing those two work together. And uh, there's crazy trust there. And, that, and that's basically what that, that's that's basically what people need. Right. They need to, to trust me. Be- ben Bergeron taught me that that term. What is it? Things can grow at the speed of light when there's trust. So you know what I mean? Like relationships, any kind of relationship can grow really fast when there's trust. Basically, day day two, when the recruits come in here, that's the first thing that I talk to them about. Is trust? You, yes. Trust is the foundation of all relationships. If you don't have trust, you don't have anything. So how does that apply to police work? You, you got to build trust with your communities. You got to go out there. You got to serve well. Uh, you got to you got to look the part. You got to be fit. Um, if if somebody's grandma is lost in the woods, you know, I'm I'm speaking from experience. You know, she has dementia. She's in the woods. You need to go find her. Like you need to be able to do those things because when people call the police, I think they almost want a superhero yes, to come out there yes, and help them. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and as a police officer, you have to do everything to put yourself and prepare yourself uh, for any sort of interaction. And again, that's why CrossFit is is the best is the best training methodology because you unknown unknowable, right? And, uh, on that trust issue, that's a little off topic, but one of the funny things about trust too is is that it goes back to holding people to crazy standards again. If someone breaks your trust, it, it's no reason to throw them out, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, you now have the power of accepting that and letting the trust keep building. It's so many people want to be like, persecute someone for breaking their trust. And it, and it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't live my life. It, it's one of the things that I learned. I don't know when I learned it, but I learned it at a young age. And I've, some of my best friends are, have been some of the least trustworthy people that I've ever known. But, um, but I invested in, like, I have to realize, like, it's on me too because I held them to that expectation. A piece of it is on you too. Trust is just a tri- – we could do a whole show on it. But trust is a, is, a, is a trippy thing. You should be worried about other people, about making it so you're trustworthy. You shouldn't worry about other people, I guess, is, this, is, this, is the saying, is, is more like it. But so many people are worried about other people's trustworthiness. Don't worry if they burn you. You just worry about yourself and good things are going to keep happening. So that's that. Uh, um, Jenny uh, Vaccaro, uh, Sevon, it's horrible to patience and self-control. Oh, of becoming a police officer. Yeah, that shit's absolutely nuts. Um, uh, did Bailey, there was another one in here I wanted to read. Where is it? Um, Dina Martinez. My husband just retired from law enforcement in September of 2020. Good time to get out. And his passion for helping others still continues as a retired tactical officer at the academy here in California. It's in his heart. Oh, that's cool. What's that mean? Like he retired, but he he still goes to the academy and helps and works? Yeah, so uh, uh, if I retire, I can come back as a part-time police officer. a certain amount of hours that I can work, but Mm -hmm. I could, you know, I could be hired 
well, let's say the police academy or a local agency and then come up here and, and, and help other recruits and, and get back in that, in that respect. When you, uh, so, so you affiliated, I assume you're a nonprofit, so you guys don't pay affiliation fees. It's a, we do not. It was yeah. waived. Yep. And, and you affiliated for then for what reason, just sort of for the integrity piece and be, and for why, why even affiliate? Cause we want to stand by, we want to stand by CrossFit. We're yeah. proud of, uh, we're proud of what it's become, what, what it is going to become, um, uh, to be able to, uh, get the resources. Uh, I think being in the space for a long time, I think CrossFit is, is really putting out a lot of great resources. Um, our affiliate is, um, associated with mayhem or mayhem affiliate. We do mayhem, mayhem programming. One oh. of the and, one and, of the, and does Mayhem give that to police departments? Uh, it's something that we uh, it's something that we pay for. Okay. Yeah, but one of the uh, the big kind of saving graces is through COVID, our police academy never shut down. Wow! So, but during that time, um, we would you know some classes might have been on zoom. Obviously we can't teach firearms and things and driving over zoom, but, right. uh, you know, you know, some of the lecture based, but one of the big pieces, um, in, in their program was the at home. Right. So I know there was a lot of things that came out of COVID. One of the best things was to be able to deliver those services, those programming services, being a coach since 2015 for CrossFit, um, you know, and dealing with all the things that we're dealing with, it was very nice to be able to have such, world-class programming in different mm. uh, scales to those programs so we could offer it to recruits who are at home. Um, and that, and that kind of helped us get through, um, uh, uh, through COVID. And then eventually we go and we affiliate and uh, we were putting uh, the recruits through the, uh, it was, uh, I think Ferris Bueller theme week. So they were doing all that, all, all the stuff this morning. It was fun. Hey, so, so some states shut down their or cities shut down their um, academies so they weren't getting new cops for a period of time. I can't speak to specifics, but I believe there was. Wow, that's crazy. God, it's shit like that you don't even think about. You can't have like a, a lull in the recruitment of cops and firefighters and shit like that, right? No, and that was our priority. We wanted to be. Um, we, we, we had to stay open. There was people, you know, we are, we talked about it earlier about retention and recruitment. We have a hard enough, pe uh, hard enough time finding people to work. Hey, we got to get them certified so they can go out and, and help their communities. Right. Cause the other part of the, the, our wellness program is if we don't have police officers, there's a lot of vacancies and the people who are working the streets, they're working more. So what does that mean? They are away from maybe their gym. They can't go to the gym when they want. They're held over for overtime. Um, they're seeing more bad things, you know, and, the, and then just it compounds and compounds and compounds. So it was our duty to keep uh, the academy open, uh, keep uh, the, the professionalism and competence of New Hampshire law enforcement at the highest level uh, so, so uh, they could go back and serve their communities. So, yeah, it was a priority and we never shut down. Hey, um, you, I'm guessing that if you're a cop um, and you're kind of like, uh, this is just from my perception, but the dudes who work in the prisons are kind of like, that's like the fucking shit job and like the cool job is SWAT team. 
where does police academy fall under that? Like, do, do the other cops feel like, oh, he's Adam's a sissy. He went over to the police academy <laughs> just dealing with kids now. No, because we built so many relationships with and we work with there's about 228 law enforcement agencies in the state. And, and because we're a smaller state, we have ties with. With everybody, you know, so eventually if someone is. You know, wants to go and give back. Uh, there's an opportunity to do that here at the police academy. So I don't think it's a it's a step down. It's actually a step up because you get to serve. Now, instead of serving like a community specifically, you're serving the police officers who serve those communities. Yeah. How many how many how long have you been there at the police academy? Since 2018. So and how, six years. How many cops have graduated in that time? Do you know? So we average about Just, yeah. 50, about 50 officers per recruit academy. So it's been six years. So that's 150. We can do some quick math, maybe eight, 900. And, and all of them have heard you probably speak on CrossFit. Yes. Not even probably they have. Yes, they have. And the importance of health and wellness. Do you think they've all done CrossFit, some, at least one CrossFit workout, all those 800? Yes. I yeah, know for crazy. a fact they – I know they fact that, that they have. Dude, that's crazy. Hey, <laughs> I wonder how many – I bet you – I bet you at least one of them has opened an affiliate. I I don't know that. I would like to go back and think that uh, maybe they've, they've experienced it here, had a great experience. I, I know for a fact that people will leave here and go to an affiliate. Um, but that would be interesting to find out. I don't know. Hey, um, they got this program with the army where they're like, it, it, I want to say it's at Fort Bragg, but I don't know where it is. Somewhere, somewhere on the East Coast where they're basically doing one day courses for all the dudes in this. I don't even know if you call it a platoon, but crew of dudes. And they're, I think they're going to do thousands of them. But also, if you're in the army, the army will pay you. If you sign up for a level one and take the two day course, they'll. They'll pay for it. They'll pay for it. Yeah. That that would be kind of great. That's a kind of a uh, – I wonder if something – are there any um, states doing that for their police officers or firefighters? It seems no. like a, a, a genius investment. We're rooted – law enforcement's rooted in CrossFit. That's where it came from, you know. Uh, we we pay for our our uh, our trainers here. We we pay for their their L ones or their or the recertification process, right? Um, but yeah, I know. I think that was great what the army did. In Crazy, it, in it. yeah. Yeah, I the the first time I ever um I think the guy's name was Chip Pugh, and he was the strength and conditioning coach at Tennessee Tech, and Rich was working in the gym there. This is like in two thousand ten. And I think it was him, and I apologize if I'm quoting this wrong. It was the first time I heard someone say, I learned more in my two-day course, and there was greater value in my two-day course as a level one than my four years getting my degree in, like, kinesiology or something. And since then, I've heard that fucking a thousand fucking yeah. times. And it's kind, it's kind of mind-boggling. And this was, the, this was the, the, the top dog over there. Sorry, Chip, if I, if I misquoted you and you'd lose your job tomorrow for that. The other thing that I appreciate about CrossFit and how it is is being implemented here <clears throat> in our program is that there's a lot of misconceptions about how to get fit. 
Mm-hmm. Some, you know, especially in law enforcement, a lot of people will say, because, you know, why don't we do more running? Uh, running's the only way to get fit. And I and I go back to Chris Hinshaw. I'm like, hey, uh, Chris Hinshaw says he, um, I think it's two days a week that he has his athletes run. But the thing is, is like, there's a, not a lot of education when it comes to how to become fit, not strong, not flexible, you know, not a one thing. How do you become fit? And we're able to take the cross methodology and kind of define those things mm-hmm. and then apply it in the police academy. And then it applies to their, their job. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, I love CrossFit. Um, yeah, that's obvious. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love how obvious it is. Uh, uh, Ingles, I, I Ingles, uh, that cannot be a real flamingo. No way. Hey, I just thanked about eight cops about you lose count over six for their service while listening to this amazing hero. Think they were training possibly. Awesome. You're a good dude. Appreciate it. And I, that's an imposter flamingo. um uh nicole lancaster the health and wellness course for ff what's ff first first firefighters first firefighters for firefighters thank you has nothing on uh crossfit they tell you this and that but there is no follow-through of how to implement the health and wellness uh uh, dina martinez sevi my husband first found out about crossfit back in 2013 with lapd until this day he continues to stay active and fit at 53 I'm pretty, I think LAPD, and actually I know NYPD is affiliated. Yeah. I don't, got, I, I don't um, know about. And they got that, uh, they work with that, uh, with Amy West over there. Do you know Amy West? I don't. Um, she's a uh, awesome human being. She's a physician. She's a physician and she, what's crazy, she also got her film degree from NYU, which is the most prestigious film school you can get it from for whatever that means. And then she's also a physician, and I think somehow every time I see pictures like these group pictures of the um, NYPD or the firefighters in New York City doing CrossFit, she's always in them. So she's somehow affiliated with them. Hey, do the do do the any of the um, police departments since you guys have affiliated or any of the police departments affiliating in uh, the city of New Hampshire or in the state of New Hampshire? Has it caught? Has it like spread? It hasn't caught on. What I will say is um, there's a friend of mine. We go, we will go back a little bit. He's a firefighter. Uh, his name is Matt Michaud. And he works for the city of Dover. And he's doing a lot of that for uh, his agency. Uh, he, he owns Everproven CrossFit. And I'm pretty sure he, he got them affiliated. And he is doing some, some great work over there. So. You know, I'm working on the police side with the team we have over here, and he's trying to build uh, that program over there. And hopefully we can maybe connect in the middle somewhere. But uh, in terms of law enforcement, hasn't really caught on in terms of agencies affiliating themselves. How long is the academy? Right now, 16 weeks. You ever seen any just crazy transformations in there from the people who like start CrossFit in those in those four months? One of the best things about being here at the police academy and being able to train officers is the stories and how they reach back out to you. 
and say, hey, I remember, you know, we were in this workout or you, you taught me this or you taught me that. And then they got into a really bad situation and were able to get through that situation with the training that they have. Like at that point, I could probably retire and walk away and say, hey, I won. Uh, but it's, it's nice to get those. And, and, we, and we do get those stories uh, from time to time. What about the nutritional piece? Uh, you, you, you know, instead of cops going in and, and getting a, a black coffee and filling it with, you know, the, the cream machine and a, and a little thing of donuts, you ever hear cops, not, you, do you tell them that? Is that part of it? Like, hey, dude, just go in there, get black coffee, and get a bag of beef jerky. And if you need to pick me up, do this instead. Eat an apple. Yeah, part of our uh, – we're trying to rework some of the programs that we have here, but it's a nutritional part. So – one of our classes that we have, it's called Intro to PT. It's eventually going to be called um, uh, Officer Wellness. But inside of that, we talk about nutrition. Uh, eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know, in really pushing what CrossFit is. And that's, and that's why, again, why we affiliated. We were able to, you know, use those resources and be able to put it into our programs. Hey, is there anything else left you have to do there in, 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 in that program in terms of its fitness? Like how, is there anything like, you're like, man, I really would like to see it grow like this, or I'd like to see a yearly, all crossfitting police officers come together back to the Academy. Or is there, is there any, like the thing you're working on? That's kind of like a dream around CrossFit and the fitness space. Yeah. I would love to, you know, eventually, uh, you know, nonprofit, do that, bring maybe competitions here, wholesale ones, uh, get people, you know, in that spirit. I sent you a couple links in terms of the other things that we're doing for uh, the program. So CrossFit is the, is the physical part, but we're also working with um, external agencies, uh, state and federal agencies when it comes to uh, giving out resources. There's, there's a program through the Bureau of Justice Assistance called Valor for Blue. Where and did you it, send me these links? Sorry, where did you send me these links? Uh, it, was, oh, it was in the previous private chat. Oh, oh, God. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's one that's called Valor for Blue. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of online training. Uh, Valor is the Officer Safety and Wellness, wellness Initiative. Uh, so they talk about safety and wellness, resiliency, suicide, uh, suicide prevention, uh, uh, roadside safety, uh, strengthening partnerships. So there's your Valor for Blue program. And attached to their, their kind of uh, their sister program, it's called Safe Leo. And what Safe Leo is, is uh, national suicide awareness for, um, for law enforcement. And so they're really putting out a, um, a lot of resources, online trainings. We actually brought the Valor program here to New Hampshire. And we had about 70 officers sit through that two-day course. Uh, it's actually called the Survive and Thrive course. Uh, they have leadership training, uh, online training. They have a training when it comes to financial uh, wellness. You know, I think that's a big part. Uh, yes. In, not living outside your, mean, your, uh, your means for police <clears throat> officers. Uh, so we're working with these. So kind of a dream of mine is to be able to pull everything we're at the police academy. We're the only academy in the state of New Hampshire have one voice, be able to push these programs out 
uh, uh, to the police officers um, so they can have whatever resources they need to get through uh, their career. Man. But if I but if I could have like a uh, a really cool uh, gym space, we 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 have a little gym space. We have um, you know a bunch of equipments and kettlebells and plates and and, and all of that. Uh, but we're working on it. It's a it's just it's just a process. But I'm uh, I'm very happy where we are in the direction that we're going. And obviously, seeing all these comments that are coming through, you know, if you see a law enforcement officer, go up to them, say thank you. Um, because they're really appreciative and they will thank, probably thank you for the support, you know, so we can build those trusts and, you know, we can, I don't know, we can get through our careers. Hey, and um, early, early on when I started doing podcasts, I had um, Jolie Gentry on, who is the original CrossFit Games champion. She uh, then ended up being a SWAT team, I think I want to say in Fremont or Hayward, California. And then now she's got some cush desk job she's been a cop for over 20 years she's someone important and i remember her saying something along the lines of um uh every three years they would change they would rotate you as a cop to a different position and she said the shitty part about that is it took about three years to get comfortable and then i got some really close friends in town who are cops like dudes who, who i would do anything for and that come over to my house and our kids play and they're basically like my siblings and um they say that their job is to talk to people. They said, that's basically what you are as a cop. You're a relationship person. Unfortunately, also, you just also have to accept, and this is the hard one for me to accept, is that there's a lot of people out there that just suck at that. And so there are cops out there who are just fucking shy or they're new to the job. And like, you'll say hi to them and they can barely say hi back to you. Or I, I always trip on the fact that like, if something's happening with the cops by my house and there'll be 10 cops outside my house and I walk out to see what's going on, the most recent one, I would expect like just a, a, a cop to walk over to me and be like, hey, dude, what's up? I just want to let you know that someone drove off into the ravine here. Instead, I got to fucking question them like I'm fucking begging for information, even though there's 10 cops in front of my house. But it's OK. Um, and we have this whole generation. I'd be curious what your take on it. That I think we probably have the least social generation in the history of mankind, right? And um, the, these people uh, are looking at their phones, video games. Yeah. I, I just think people's skills have just eroded. Uh, technology, you know, uh, text, all of that stuff. One of the things I think that should, you know, if people are thinking about coming to law enforcement, have a little bit of life experience, you know, to be able to relate to people, to be able to communicate strongly. Going back to the question you had earlier about, you know, what it takes to be a good police officer. <clears throat> Absolutely. You have to <clears throat> be able to communicate uh, powerfully with people, relate to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're right on. We're seeing it. Uh, I coach, you know, uh, besides CrossFit, I coach basketball still. Um, interesting, different types of people being in the affiliates. You know, how, old are, how old are these people who you're coaching in basketball? I coach uh, third, fourth grade, five and six. And then wow. I, I coach my son. We had a basketball uh, game last night and he is 13 years old. Okay. Oh, so you're around all kids of all ages, pre-pubescent yep. and then the ones that are going through puberty. Yeah. And then obviously you see people in the affiliates, you know, seven to 70. Yeah. I definitely think that uh, a communication is, is not as strong as it used to be. Hey, totally off subject here, but my mom told me that I was the greatest kid in the world until I turned 13. I uh, don't say that. No, no. My son's, he, he's good. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> she said, our hormones kicked in and fucking man. 
I I know my son is is going to be a great man. Last night he he had his girlfriend go to his basketball game, uh-huh. and we we go and we pick her up. And I don't talk to him about this stuff, uh, but you know, opening the door. Yeah. He's just he's just he's just a good he's a good dude. Oh, I he's love a good it. dude. Do you praise him for that afterwards? Like, do you tell him, hey, dude, that was really cool how you opened the door for your girlfriend? Absolutely. And uh, what we try to do, um, you know, we're getting to the parenting thing, but uh, uh, praise effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I just saw something the other day about when it comes to kids and like, oh, you're so smart or you're so this, where they start to identify themselves as, I think, like a smart kid. Yeah. So when like something, they don't do something, they feel bad about themselves. Yeah. We're more about the effort uh, and the hard work and the consistency that they put into the things that they do. My sons, uh, he is, he is a, he's a fantastic human being. Um, he's, he's a really good basketball player. My daughter, who's 10 years old, uh, who's, yeah, who's 10 years old. Uh, she, she's wonderful. She dances, she plays basketball, she's active, uh, but they bo- all work very hard. I love my kids just like you love your kids. They, you know, I see them and they work so hard and they seem so kind. And, you know, maybe if we, well, if we get out to California, I can see them in, you know, in real life. So. Oh, that would be awesome. How often do you come out West? Do you come out West once a year or once every five years or? Uh, we came out a couple of years ago. We haven't seen our friends in a while. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll take a trip to Santa Maria next year. Hmm. Hey dude, thanks for coming on. You're all. You're always welcome on the show. If you any subjects, topics uh, you want to talk about, from kids to copying to whatever, I don't give a shit. I think you're cool. I like. I like what you're doing. So please come on anytime. Just reach out. Yeah. The worst I, I can say is yeah. no. Sorry, we have Jason Hopper yeah. coming on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, it'll be it'll be one of those uh, relationships you like. It's just hey, it'll, it'll be straightforward and uh, a no and no is and a yes is a yes. But again, I want to say uh, thank you to you. Thank you to your crew, uh, as advertised. Got to speak with Matt. I uh, got to. I was introduced to Patrick and is it? Bella? Oh, Patrick Rios and Bella. That was my yeah. first time working with them. Are they amazing or what? They are amazing. Yeah, we had uh, we had breakfast with them and uh, they're great. And just your whole crew, unbelievable, welcoming. You didn't have to talk and and, and stop and talk to us. Felt so welcome and uh, so appreciative. And thanks to everyone in the comments to supporting law enforcement. Uh, just, just keep doing that. This, it is swinging back. I think the, um, the pendulum is swinging. Good. I think that, uh, we're seeing in New Hampshire, hopefully you'll see it back out West as well, but, uh, just go out there, uh, support a police officer. And, and again, if, if anybody needs anything for me, just reach out. I'll be happy to help you. And you're on Instagram. They can just DM you. Absolutely. You're at, um, you're at oh there it is uh iron work shock works hawk iron works hawk okay all right dude thank you very much thanks Yvonne. have a good one have a great day yep you will bye okay bye adam hawkins works at the police academy 20 years cop new hampshire ran into him at the crossfit games had already seen him i had run across his uh, instagram account on instagram and i'm like oh i gotta have this dude on 20 years in the police academy or 20 years as a cop and now working in the police academy. Got a CrossFit affiliate. Go figure, right? I think there's a ton. 
my husband is a law enforcement officer and was in the army. A lot of his friends in law enforcement were ex-military. Oh, the question was uh, a lot of ex-military become cops. All right. Good thing I'm getting out of the CrossFit space. I had some other notes here. Um, I'm so glad we got his internet situation fixed. I should probably clip the first two minutes of that show. Throw it away. Anything special for the 1,000th uh, show in a couple weeks? I don't think so. Golf Foxtrot Yankee. I thought we we're like on 1,200. I tell people we're on 1,200. <laughs> Steve Flores. Adam, can you sign off on a fix-it ticket asking for a friend? Sorry, I should have got that. Damn. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'd been where are where are my toast? Oh, here they are. They're black, so they're hard to see on my dip. No, they smell fine. They smell good. They don't have that. They don't smell like brie cheese. Um Krista Parham should have asked him about his craziest stories while being a police officer. Okay. Jake Chapman, Sevy, would you rather only ride a unicycle for transport? Yes. Or have a giant toenail on your forehead? I'll go with the unicycle. <clears throat> Fucking amazing question. Vindicate. I've been doing morning spacing during the shows this week. Yeah, good job. Uh, I've been... So what I've been doing is... I've been after the show. I put the... When I go out in the morning, instead of eating breakfast, I've been... Um, since I've been home, I've been just doing... Um, I have these three products from Swolverine. I have the pre-workout which doesn't have caffeine in it or creatine, I don't think. Dude, someone better check that before. Don't quote me on that. But I do the pre-workout, and then I do a scoop of their creatine, and then I do a scoop of their hydration, and I mix it up in a cup. Not shake it. I mix it with a spoon. And it mixes nicely. There's not clumpy at all. I throw that down. Uh, Steve Flores, so here's the deal. Souza says that he thinks he's going to be able to get a sponsor who is a, a ice bath sponsor. And it's one of those ones that has a filter because I won't do any of the other ones. I'm not going to, I have well water. I'm not going to uh, keep refilling my, it has a chiller. It has a chiller. That's what it has. It has a chiller. I don't care if the water's clean. I'm not going to waste water. And so he thinks he's going to get that as a sponsor and they're going to send one to me. And I'm so excited about it. And they sell saunas. He thinks he might be able to give me a sauna too. I'm so excited. I was talking to Heber about it. He says it's a complete total life game changer. How the fuck am I going to get in that ice bucket with my shirt off? There's no fucking way I'm showing anyone, the, the world, me with my shirt off. There's, there's just no way. There's no way. How am I supposed to promote it if it's not me getting into it? How am I supposed to fulfill my sponsorship obligations? I think we have a call with them today. What am I going to have to lie to them? I was thinking about making my kids do it. <laughs> or my wife. 
how am I going to do it? Draw some abs on with a marker. Dude, I, I, I look like... Um, I, I cannot. I cannot. You've been training your whole life for this. Fucking great. Fuck you, Mr. Fucking Bicep. Wear a surf rash guard. Oh, so you can see the fucking 18 rolls, tires that make up my body. No, thank you. Mad Marv, uh, take Greg's lead and stop drinking White Claws and those insecurities will melt off the midsection. Oh, no, it's not. It's not like that. I'm not. But thank you. I stopped eating for a year. I'd still be fucking... I've, what is it? I have body dysmorphia and seven uh, mental illnesses or something. I have, what, what am I supposed to say? Maybe I'll just... Maybe, maybe I'll just cut to like... Like right, like when like, like right as my titties go in. Just use a chest freezer like Alexis Raptus. No, that this thing it's got a filter. I'm excited about it. So, I don't know if I want to do this right now. Do you guys want to talk about? There's this there's this chick in my comments who's losing her fucking mind. Her name's Kate Foster. I wanted I want to read something that she wrote. I can't tell if she's on to something or not. Let me see if I can find it. Um, no, that's Colton Mertens. Oh, here we go. Comments. Okay, click on comments. Um Oh, first of all, it, there's this Laura Horvat video we put out, Who Would Win in a Fight? And people are saying that they don't like Laura. Like, dude, it, the whole thing is a joke. Like, what, what? do you know how much better the world would be if everyone was like me? Yeah, I said it. Like, everyone lighten up. It's a joke. They, they, you don't have to weigh in on if you like someone or not because she won't shake my hand. Or It's just a joke. The whole thing is a joke. It's a giant bit. And if it's not on her part, who cares? For me, it is. It's just fun. It's just totally fun. One person, you should see what one person wrote. Uh, oh, he, here it is. L listen to this. This, this, is, this is the right take on the Laura Horvat Sevon thing. This is some guy named uh, Burn1808. The Laura and Sevon psychodrama is one of the most fun feuds in the extended CrossFit Malu. Yeah. It's just fun. It's just a story to follow along. It's just fun. It's, it's improv. I mean, we haven't talked. We're not like, I don't have like a, a, a thread with her on the side. Okay, today we're going to fight like this and then we're going to do like this. It's not like that, but like there's got to be, there's an unspoken just like, hey, we're dancing. Uh, the Seven Podcast, Laura Horvath interview, episode 122 is a classic. Laura is all about an uncompromising, icy bluntness and Seven as usual are playful but insightful imp. I don't know what that means. Doesn't sound good. The immovable object versus the irresistible force. That being said, in a fight, Sevon could neither overpower or outrun her. That's probably true. Even climbing a tree would be an unsuccessful strategy. Can you imagine? She's chasing me like a bear, and I'm like, climb a tree. Uh, I would pay to see a Sevon Laura buddy movie where they would have to work together. Laura's physicality and Sevon's not really sure what he brings to the table, actually, to save the world. Oh, yeah, give that a fucking thumbs up. 
Yeah, dude, like chill. Everyone, like, what do you mean you don't like Laura? What the fuck are you talking about? I need that. I need her. It's the same thing with, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Listen to this. Listen to this crazy shit. This is from chick, some chick named Kate Foster 9743. Hi, Kate. What's up, girl? Your followers have been harassing her about thanking you. My followers are harassing her. Listen. Listen. This is about the sporty bet thing. Listen. You can't. You can't make a video about someone that's called the most toxic man in CrossFit and then start setting rules and boundaries. It does. It, that's not how. It's the same thing. I view Sporty Bet the same way I view Laura Horvath, same way I view, I view I used to view Andrew Hiller. It's just a courtship process. I don't view any of these people like it's just a courtship process. But that, but 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 the gloves are off, dude. Like, hey, you don't get to like make any rules now. She doesn't get to make any rules. She can't talk about the what did you call them? Your followers. Your followers. I don't, there's no. There's no my followers. Your followers have been harassing her about thanking you. How do you how did she make that video and now you're accusing me of harassing her or anyone in harassing her? You don't under, like do you not understand how that works? You let my house on fire and now you're yelling at me as I wash my house down that water's getting on your house? Fuck you. Uh, but but uh, politely. Once you lit my house on fire, any way I any way I choose to put it out you can't comment on. You get that? You can't comment on how I'm, you can't judge me for the impact of me trying to put out my fire that you started is affecting you. You cannot do that. It's a fucking brilliant metaphor. Good job. Sam. I don't know what Olivia's saying, but she's arguing with me. Uh, um, yeah, there is Zebby. David Weed, here we go again. Thank you, Mad Marv. Thank you. You were a man of great vision. Look, my followers hate me even. What do you mean my followers, Kate Foster? This guy, here we go again. They're, they're, they're making fun of me. My followers blow me. Um, Sevi, uh, we... We'll do what you say. We can't think for ourselves. Please tell us what to say and to do. We are your robots. Oh. Support Wolverine. How's that? Have you seen her zucchinis? No, but um, I picked two zucchinis last night. My wife is so fucking cool. I picked two zucchinis um, last night, and I put them in the refrigerator. Or my kid, actually, Joseph picked them. I was out there watering plants, and he picked them. And then I took him inside and I put him in the refrigerator and asked my wife if she could work him into dinner. And she did. It was cool. She worked him in. At first, I, she looked at me like, you know, like, I don't think so. But then she did last night when I had dinner. I was like, oh, what these chunky things in here? Kind of like they weren't fully steamed. I loved them. So I had, I, I haven't seen, I don't know who's zucchini. You're trying to Sporty Beth grows zucchinis too? I'll, I'll show you my zucchinis today. I'll go outside and show them to you. Okay, back to, to Sporty Beth. For someone who doesn't care about this issue, this is four times your podcast has addressed this. Dude, 90% of the shit I bring up I don't care about. I don't see the, the uh, correlation there. I'm bringing up 800 more times. You're shaming me for how many times I'm bringing it up? 
of fucking great content here. What are you talking about? Some of your supporters have literally harassed for months. Dude, Kate, there is a video on her channel that's her most popular video ever by tenfold telling, saying with my name on it and my picture on it, calling me a douche. Like, I, you're walking around starting fires and you're yelling at me. She's walking around starting fires. She constantly has a match lit trying to burn me. That's what that video is. And you're upset every time someone tries to put it out. Like, shut the front door. Please, Kate, please. You're better than that. Oh, like that? You're better than that. And then she says, P.S., you need Pedro on more often. Well, at least we agree there. I'll give you a thumbs up on that comment and a thumbs down on the other one. Dude. Chill. I'm going to bring up Sporty Beth now every day just because I'm, I'm a contrarian. Sevy, calm down. Chill, buddy. Chill. Emma Vines, uh, did you hear about that influencer that died from malnutrition because she was doing a raw vegan diet? I feel like Sporty Beth is the same and her spreading harmful info on mindset habits. How do you die from I have no issue with the raw vegan diet. I mean, how long did they do it? Sevi, just wear the um, hate as a badge of honor. Trust me, I do. I'm loving every second of it. I don't want anyone to be mean to her either. Oh, golf, golf, a uh, foxtrot Yankee. I think the biggest issue, unfortunately, is that it seems like you care what she thinks and does. So how, uh, 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 let's say, let's say I do. So what? Let's say I go to bed every night being like, oh, fuck, I wonder what Sporty Beth thinks about me. Oh, my God. Um, shit, what? Uh, I, I don't, I don't get how that. The biggest issue, unfortunately, is that, but what if I don't? Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm having fun with the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm glad even even as I rail Kate for writing such fucking nonsense, I'm glad she did. Oh, thank you. You just, uh, Sevon, um, just sent you the raw vegan diet to your DMs. Okay, thank you. The chick that died? dildo can we get stickers or pins that say sporty beth fan club here's the only thing here's the only thing if, if you um um here's the only part that i actually thought of that was kind of like fucked up what if like laura i'm dancing with i danced with hiller there's people i dance with in the community you know i've been dancing with um uh um who's the guy uh i've been uh i like over at invictus the giant dude i keep talking about the guy called AI, Bryce, okay? There's just tons of dudes that are just, people that are just threads in here, right? That I just fuck with, right? It, um, what, what maybe Sporty Beth doesn't know that this is all just fun and games. And then also like, maybe she really does have, like, I mean, she makes posts of like, she has been diagnosed with seven mental illnesses or something and she she may, she says she travels with a bag of valium like maybe it's not the person to maybe i should leave her in that respect maybe i should leave her alone like maybe i am but i don't think so she, she someone just sent me a link to another video she made this morning about me i watched the first one i don't think i'm gonna watch the second one 
Uh, I would be willing to bet Sevy doesn't lose sleep over much, but certainly wouldn't be something trivial like Sporty Beth. The only thing I ever lose sleep over is if I ever have money issues. And I'm sure then the next thing is going to be like um, when when my kids like start staying out late at night. I probably won't like that. But I don't like the thought of like outstanding debt. It stresses me the fuck out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If she doesn't want to play, she needs to leave me alone. But th that's the thing. Explain that to Kate. Like, I'm, I'm going to talk about her every day. It's my my whole show is about um, threads, narratives, reflecting. That's my whole fucking show. That's the premise of the whole fucking show. Keeping you guys engaged with just fucking different stories out there, premises, ideas, narratives. You think she hates me because I'm Jewish? I bet I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. You can like me. And and I don't hate, even though I have three sons that are Jewish, I don't even hate anti-Semites. I've never even met an anti-Semite. I don't even believe those exist, by the way. That's another thing. Y'all chill. Say this six times fast. Sevon stick. Oh, yeah, this shit is crazy. Why? Why the fuck would you bring this up? Golf Foxtrot Yankee, wait till your kids start driving at night and let me know how all the non-sleeping feels. Fuck. Dude, I live on an old country highway. Right? One lane in each direction. No bike lane. And there's fucking kids riding up and down this fucking old highway on those stupid-ass electric bikes without helmets. Invite her on the show? No. I don't think I want to do that. Hey, dude, here's the thing. I, I, there was a rattlesnake I had in a cage. And it hadn't eaten in two months. And I started getting worried about it. So I put my hand in there to hold an injured uh, mouse and the rattlesnake bit me. Whose fault is that? Mine, right? So um, that's basically what happened. At the end of the day, I'm completely responsible. There was this person, they, a week before the, I, I'm, I'm tussling with someone who has a mental, an, who posts about their mental illnesses and carries around a bag of, of uh, Valium. I'm not putting my hand completely in the fucking cage. I'm not stupid. I mean, who the fuck? We were just talking about trust on the show. Who the fuck thinks that like someone's going to give you a media pass with an ulterior motive? Get the fuck out of here. Wackadoodle. That's cool. It's fine. There was, I had some other things in my notes. Okay, Kate, I hope you got your fix. Isn't it the irony, too, that Kate says I bring it up so much times, but then she brings it up in the comments instead of letting it die? That's the irony, too. I fucking love it. Oh, dude. Doesn't it? Doesn't. That's 80% of everyone's problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Excuse me. Sevon, here's some gas money for you. That'll get you a gallon or so, right? No, yes. Also, your podcast talk about what you and who you'd like. Don't like it. F off. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jeremy, give me a little backbone. I got your back. Talk about whatever you want. 
this guy reached out to me and said he works for the uh, some organization that really, really pushes the polio vaccine. And I'm like, hey, dude. Go watch this. Um, if you if you if you want to get really armed to the gills, go watch this Instagram post I did uh, yesterday. It's four minutes long. I played it at one point two five speed. It's absolutely nuts what people have fallen for. It's absolutely nuts. How is it the vaccine didn't come out till fifty five, but polio started going away in nineteen fifty two? Isn't that just like just like a just like a just a basic fucking question? And then they immediately pulled the polio vaccine immediately because it was giving more people polio than inoculating them. And then it didn't come out again until 1961 or something. You don't hear any of that shit. Notice that my notice that that what I posted too isn't being fact checked. And they're fact checking everything right now on Instagram. It's crazy. You don't have to you don't have to be an anti-vaxxer. You can just ask some common questions. I told you that car number seven won the race, but you see car number seven broke down on lap eight. You're gonna be like, how did it win the race? I mean, it's a totally fucking fair question. It's a to- just ask like some simple fucking questions. I'm not asking you to get conspiracy or anything weird. It's your fucking kids. Just ask yourself a few simple questions. That's it. Like, remember, remember when early, early on in the podcast, we had the guy who was head of the largest psychiatric ward in Stockholm. And he said, if you're dying at 82 years old with COVID and the average age of death in the nation is 80 years old, then you didn't die of COVID. You died with COVID. I mean, there's just some like. Who do we live with? Who are we living with? Tank Reeves, if you ever want to talk Black Pill Sevy, I'm your man. Get get me on for a 20-minute chat. I probably should. Yeah, I've talked to him about this. Maybe uh, he's going to come on more and more. Maybe we can uh, talk about it. It's, it's not a favorite subject of his, I'll tell you that, polio. Oh, Polly G. Oh, here we go. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want, mean to out you, buddy. Um. Yeah, maybe maybe we can have him on. By the way, I like your um. I like your profile picture. Very high end brandy. Philip Kelly, two years ago today, I went to the ICU with COVID. What is black pill? I don't even know what black pill is. Paper street. Oh, Tyson Bajan. Oh, two things. Yes, 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 yes. Two things. Um, I wanted to offer up a free tickets. Uh, for Sporty Beth to go to Tyson Bajant's, uh preseason game, Chicago Bears this Saturday. 
she can go ahead and send me a DM and I'll go ahead and get her those uh, free tickets. 50-yard line. 50-yard line. I just can't help it. But the, he does have a game. Uh, I want to say it's 1 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday. And then don't forget tonight on Showtime, uh, Dalton Rost is fighting. And you know who else is fighting on that card is Steve Mowry. I don't know if you guys remember him. He's been on the show twice. Tall Steve. He's either like 6'7 or 6'10 or something like that. He's a heavyweight. He's also undefeated. He's also fighting on that card. Tank, do we follow each other on Instagram? You have another name? I think you do. Oh, here we go. Uh, Sean uh, Lenderman, uh, Bajan got listed behind Nathan Peterman on the depth chart. Not good for Bajan. They do. They have a depth chart. A depth chart. Depth. Depth. Exhale. Uh... But isn't it good that he hasn't been cut yet? Savon's dog. I'm the most toxic dog in all of CrossFit. Golf Fox Trot Yankee. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Is all our numbers have doubled since the games. It's kind of crazy. Tonight's show is going to be nuts. David Weed, your boy ain't that good. Dude, what the fuck do you know, dude? Yeah, thank you, Sean. He's very good and still has plenty of time to shine. They, and, and Peterman is trash. I don't know who that is. But I'm, 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 but I'm subscribing. You shut it, David. I want to hear a fucking thing out of you. Uh, I, um, I'm going to subscribe to the NFL Network today. Man, shit. I bet you my T count goes up. My belly grows by fucking um, six inches. Sean Lenderman. Listen, David. Listen. Listen, David. Listen. Bajan is actually impressing a lot of people. Rambler. Prayers to Maui. Is that the island that gets... Ah, David, you son of a... Is Maui on fire? Is that what's going on? Jeremy World, I think so too. I bet something happens in David's pants when Seve yells at him. I would actually, that would be, I would be, I would be, I would be so honored if like he has a belt around his neck and one hand on his junk. And when I yelled at him, he would go for it for full release. That wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Thank you, David. I liked it, too. Thank you. I wouldn't be bothered in the slightest. Okay. Um, tonight, uh, we'll have uh, Miss Danielle Brandon on for a few minutes. And then we will have... Uh, I don't know who comes on next. Ariel Lowen? No, no. Yeah, Ariel Lowen. And then Alex Gazan. And then. And then, after that, Colton Mertens. All being hosted by 
greatest CrossFit commentator of all time from ESPN. What does ESPN stand for? I don't, what the fuck does the E stand for in ESPN? Something Sports Network? Everyday Sports Network? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, so so uh, Chase Ingram will be there. And, and the podcast's favorite and very own cultivated from a small little embryo to the superstar he is today, John Young. Oh, Entertainment Sports Net Program Network. No shit. Okay. I had no idea. I read I read that book, um, um, Why Are They Having All the Fun, or Those Guys Have All the Fun. It was the, the history of ESPN. I actually listened to the audiobook. What a great book. My God, that was an amazing book. No, not Sean Woodland. Just, just uh, Chase. Chase, John Young, myself, and then guests will be coming in. I'm sure Caleb and Suze will be in the back. Who is this from? Uh... Shit, who is that from? God, someone sent me a text that says I missed your call, but I don't know who that is. It just says their phone number. Uh, who the fuck is that? Oh, oh, I know who that is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm, I called uh, Dylan yesterday over at Wadapalooza. I think I have a competition problem. I need to grow a set of balls and see if I can do anything with Bill and Katie over at Rogue. I am scared to death to fucking ask them. Sevy has a Coke nail. Oh, shut up and scribble was great yesterday. I was going to actually call Taylor today and ask him how it went. I have a Berkey filter. Yes, I do. I have a Berkey. What do you want to tell me about it? Oswaldo Gonzalez, Sevi's the best arm wrestling commentator of ESPN. I was fucking good at it. Man, I was good at it. Does Sevi have a Megan Fox thumb? I sure don't. I have a regular thumb. I'm regular. I'm super regular. I'm just, I'm just, evidently I'm small. But like I'm regular. Like I have a normal amount of chest hair. My feet are, oh, one of my pinky toes is, my pinky toes are weird. Like I don't have toenails on them and they're turning to the side. But other than that, I'm pretty normal. Huge. I have a huge, uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, there you go. Seven. Thank you, Magnus. Thank you. Sevon is big, but also tiny. Yeah, Berkey. I think Berkey's already legal in California. Why is that, Philip? Bizarre. Hey, I, I was reading about it, and it says because they clean the water too good or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right. Everyone say three times as fast as they can. Sporty Beth, Sporty Beth, Sporty Beth. See you guys tonight. Bye-bye.